Restoration Counseling Podcast number two. Here we go. The information you receive in this podcast is not a substitute for professional counseling. If you or someone you know is hurting, we encourage you to please talk to them and have them contact their local professional counselor. Enjoy today's show. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, professional counselor, Jared Pogue. Thank you for joining us for the Restoration Counseling Podcast. We're here to talk about relationships in therapy. Uh, Life is not merely a bunch of distant and cold psychological jargon. Rather, life is about people and relationships. We're here partially to know and to love one another, but it's rarely as easy as it sounds. We're hoping this podcast can help you navigate these difficult waters a little easier. If you like what you're hearing, please let us know. Uh, You'll find our contact information at the end of this week's episode. This week, we're going to be continuing the topic of the parent-teen relationship. We're going to be looking at a change in perspective, as well as introducing some practical tips when it comes to parents loving their teens. Certainly, this goes far beyond just the parent-teen relationship and can be applied to many other types of relationships. But it is in the parent-teen relationship that this perspective becomes the most important. If you missed part one of our two-part series, I encourage you to please go back and to listen to last week's episode and start from there. Please enjoy this week's episode. Part one, we discuss the pitfalls in the parent-teen relationship and the struggle of subtly putting an emphasis on work equals worth. I noted previously that there is a way to get teens to see themselves in the proper context versus the improper context of their work equaling their worth, while still having them take action in their lives. Today I'll be introducing just that. Getting myself to function day to day is no easy task. I can only shout at myself in my own mind so many times. I eventually grow numb to it and the strategy becomes moot. This was my primary strategy to go forward and if I'm honest, if you look simply at my actions, it worked until about three years ago at least. That was when I had no work to do. I was unemployed and unemployed for a prolonged amount of time. I kept screaming at myself to do the work that was not there. With no other way of moving forward, I simply just screamed louder and louder until the person I was shouting at couldn't function. It was through this long and horrible cycle that allowed me to realize that I couldn't let the act of work define me. I had to see that in and of myself there was an innate dignity, value, significance. I could say much more on this experience, but I want to get to the heart of the matter here. It took the vast majority of my life before I realized that I had innate worth. Before then, I lived for external congratulations, 
Um, and even these were never really enough. It is not difficult for me to imagine that there are a plethora of others, particularly teens, who are caught up in this same cycle. I've seen them with my own eyes countless times. As parents, we have a responsibility to take charge of this within ourselves before helping our teens. It's kind of like putting the oxygen mask on you first when you're on an airplane before putting it onto your child. Simply put, their change begins with your change. Teens need to be heard, and what they are saying can sometimes sound like complaining. Take time to listen to these complaints, many of which are often legitimate, I find. This is an act of loving and caring for somebody. For the legitimate concerns, whether personal or societal, admit to where you are wrong and resolve to make changes when they're reasonable and follow through on those actions. This is an act of loving respect. And speaking of respect, I wanna add something important. Respect for the person is the secret to success here. Um, respect equals recognizing the dignity and autonomy of someone. Some parents see the word respect connected only to the concept of authority. So some parents find themselves implicitly believing, if you don't respect me, aka recognize my authority, I will not respect you, recognize your humanity. Nothing is more destructive in this relationship than actions that can come about by this belief. With all that said, we began with change in how we see ourselves. We look at being able to hear and respond to the pains of the teen. We look at innate worth and in respecting this. And we finally land on the reason we work. We work to make the world a better place, to reflect the beauty that is innate, that is life. As weird as it sounds, a clean house, a properly equal justice system, an orderly filing cabinet, and the use of education as a tool to promote prosperity all make the value of the person more tangible though certainly some of these are far greater and far more pressing than others. It sounds odd, but believe me, but it does make sense. If you can help your teen see that these are connected, if you can help him manage and organize his role in all of this, if you can help him personally experience the depth of the goodness that exists and the depth of the work that still needs to be done, that he can contribute to fixing, you will find that he will begin to contribute to the world around him. Finally, I want to conclude this by simply offering just a few practical tips. Number one, give your teen an exact day and time that a task is to be done and allow him to do it any time before then. If it needs to be done by 7 a.m. Monday, it's okay if he takes it on Sunday night at 9. Second, recognize the work done 
but not every time any task is done, but just every so often. If you want a hard and fast rule on this, I'd say uh, no less than once a month, but certainly not every day and possibly not even every week, depending on what your relationship has been like up until now. Number three, connect freedoms gained to tasks completed. Um, because he chose to take out the trash and put away his laundry, he gets to receive the freedom to have a couple of friends over to spend the night on Friday. It makes him really feel like a part of the family. Number four, finally make sure he sees you doing some tasks as well. It's your house after all, and it will be important for him to see that he's not the only one doing things around the house. You may have to keep a checklist up on the fridge of all the tasks that you do in a given week, simply because of uh, disjointed schedules. And hopefully, if this is all done correctly, with time and patience, you'll be able to help your teen see the importance of work within his community within society, and even around the house. After all, your house is part of society. Thank you for joining us for the Restoration Counseling Podcast. Our podcast is a product of Restoration Counseling of Atlanta, located in Roswell and Woodstock, Georgia. If you'd like to ask questions or inquire about counseling, please feel free to do so. You can email us at info at restorationcounselingatl.com. Again, that's info at restorationcounselingatl.com. If you'd like to contact Jared, please feel free to email him at jared, J-A-R-E-D, at restorationcounselingatl.com. Thank you. Thank you.